Please try again. Welcome to Talking with Tiger, the Washita Sports Digital Network podcast. Welcome to episode two of Talking with Tigers, the Washita Sports Digital Network podcast. My name is Chris Babb. I'm an instructor in the Rogers Department of Communications at Washita Baptist University and also the director of the Washita Sports Digital Network, the student sports media production program, also in the Rogers Department of Communications at Washita. If you're just hopping on to our uh, podcast, you can catch episode one also on our SoundCloud channel. Would like to thank Dr. Jeff Root, the Dean of the School of Humanities at Washita, and uh, one of the uh, professors in the Rogers Department of Communications. Had, uh, we talked to Jeff last week about the beginnings of OSDN and the, uh, the, the importance of students getting practical, real-world, uh, high-impact learning experience, especially in the communications department. You can t- uh, check out that interview also on our SoundCloud channel. Also would like to thank pa- uh, Patrick Netherton. Uh, Patrick is a Washita MassCom major and graduated in the OBU class of 1999, one of my classmates at Washita. Patrick is currently the host of the Patrick Netherton Show on 1130 AM, The Tiger in Shreveport, Louisiana, and also the voice of the Northwestern State University Demons in Natchitoches, Louisiana, where he handles play-by-play for football, basketball, baseball, and softball. I'd like to thank Patrick, for talking to us, uh, some of our classes here on campus over the last few years, but also he was uh, kind enough to do some voiceover work for OSDN, and you'll hear him uh, on Talking with Tigers periodically and also other productions that we have. This week in Episode 2 of Talking with Tigers, we have two interviews for you. First, Caroline Derby. Uh, We'll talk to Caroline Derby. Caroline is a freshman at Washita, a mass communications major. She visited with some of the seniors of the Washita Lady Tigers softball team uh, for the Roar Rundown, and we'll talk to Caroline about that and learn a little bit more about her. And then after that, Josh Salem, a senior in uh, OSDN, will have an interview, a lengthy interview with Washita Athletic Director David Sharp. Both of these interviews kind of are uh, focused on the effects of the coronavirus, obviously. As we come to you in mid-April, everybody's in a different situation. Washita is getting ready to enter its third week of online uh, instruction, and our students are working remotely. Uh, Caroline, Caroline's interview was recorded on Zoom, as is most of life, I guess, <laughs> these days, as was Josh's. Caroline was able to talk to the softball players, uh, uh, and we'll kind of talk to her about that interview. And Coach uh, Sharp was uh, kind enough to share with Josh a lot of what some of the behind-the-scenes uh, look of, of, of what went on when, when the world kind of stopped uh, in the college athletics world, and not only college athletics world, but Josh will focus, with that, uh, focus on that with uh, Coach Sharp. If you're not familiar with our Roar Rundown show, it's a student production of OSDN. Uh, it is the weekly studio show that kind of recaps the uh, previous week and kind of previews the upcoming week in Washita Athletics. Our students uh, directed and produced by Katie Hatchett, sophomore from Shreveport, Louisiana. Those students work on a script, work on the uh, interviews and the segments. They 
host that show in our studio each Thursday, record it on Thursday, put it out Thursday night throughout the school year. This began as a, a class project in the sports journalism class of Dr. Jeff Roots a couple of years ago with Tiffany Lee and Josh Salem. Tiffany graduated from Washita in the spring, and she went on to a reporting uh, job at KFSM in Fort Smith, Fayetteville, the CBS affiliate. And so Roar Rundown has carried on, and uh, the students really wanted to keep going on the Roar Rundown. And so there were about four weeks, four episodes left, uh, four weeks left in the semester where we could do episodes or they could do episodes. And each week, uh, those uh, students will have a group of seniors from spring sports on. This week, Caroline talked to softball, as I told you a little bit earlier. Next week, Matthew Branch will talk to the Tiger baseball seniors, and we have uh, the tennis uh, teams and track and field teams a little bit after that um, also. But it's just a, a way that uh, we kind of wanted to recognize those seniors. Uh, you know, you think about it, um, I was not a college student athlete, but uh, did – play in high school you just remember senior day you remember senior year your senior season all the finals and uh, uh, the finality of it all and you have that whole uh, that that year those months to to build up to the, the last and uh, for this group for the class of 2020 across the country that last came a lot a uh, lot faster uh, than than it uh, than it should have and I think you'll hear coach sharp if you listen to his interview he kind of equates to going 75 miles an hour on the interstate and just stopping and going at zero just like like that, and, and that's not what uh, anybody was expecting or what anybody was wanting. But uh, the students really hope that this is a way that uh, OSDN can honor the seniors. And uh, so each of the next four weeks on Talking with Tigers, we'll have an interview with the student from the OSDN network that interviewed those seniors. We'll talk to them about that interview. Uh, we will talk to them about uh, what their experience have been, experiences have been with the Washita Sports Digital Network, some of the experience they're able to get, whether it's reporting, anchoring, producing, directing, whatever uh, their interests may be. And uh, our first, inter uh, first interview with a student who interviewed a group of seniors is this week with Caroline Derby, who had a chance to visit with the Washita Tiger softball senior class. We're now joined by Washita freshman Caroline Derby, who had a chance to interview the uh, seniors from the 2020 Washita Lady Tigers softball team. Caroline's a freshman from Arkadelphia, Arkansas, not very far from home, involved <laughs> in the Washita Sports Digital Network, also a uh, member of the EEE Women's Social Club, and also uh, a newly crowned Miss OBU. And we'll talk about that a little bit and uh, what the Miss Arkansas contest uh, looks like a little bit in the future. But uh, Caroline, first I want to get into your interview that, uh, uh, that you recorded for the Roar Rundown for the complete interview. We'll play a little bit of that clip here in a little bit, but uh, uh, for the complete interview, they can go to watch the Roar Rundown on YouTube. But uh, when you were talking to these uh, uh, members of the Washita softball teams, not all the seniors were able to visit with you, but uh, did you kind of get a sense that uh, – you know that was a very that was a very bl uh, big blow to a senior student athlete, a, a senior in college. Any of these students who are preparing for their final, whatever it may be, that had to be a big blow and something that these young ladies right. uh, had to digest really quickly. Absolutely, I had the chance to talk with Faith Melton and Hannah Stewart, both seniors, both really looking forward to an exciting season of OBU softball. And they had told me that they had just come off of a few great wins, had beat some nationally ranked teams, and then all of a sudden that they they got the news that COVID nineteen was going to be permanently suspending their season. And those girls told me they they broke down. They were sad. They were heartbroken that their senior season was going to end in such a unexpected way. 
However, these girls also talked about how softball has been a part of their life forever, and it's going to continue to be a part of their life whether they're playing at OBU or not. Yeah, that's one thing that uh, you think a college softball player most likely or a college student athlete who's a senior has uh, played four years in college most likely and then uh, maybe eight to ten years if not more of a sport and just to see that to come to an end uh, so abruptly uh, this week uh, or next week I believe on talk on the Aurora Rundown Matthew Branch is going to visit with uh, uh, the baseball team we've got a couple of other spring sports which we'll feature but uh, you have friends who are seniors not only seniors in college but seniors in high school but this uh, COVID-19 situation has really just kind of come given an abrupt halt to everything and you really feel bad for those uh, uh those senior those seniors in college or high school yes absolutely you know it is it's a heartbreaker for those students who you know were looking forward to a year of last and it got interrupted unexpectedly again however there are ways and there are methods and they plan to power on and push through and do everything they can to have that senior experience that got cut off short, despite whether it happens in May or April or whether it happens in July or August, they're really trying to find ways to make sure they get the season senior season that they deserve. We're visiting with Caroline Derby, a freshman at Washita Baptist university. Uh, she had an interview with the seniors of the lady, some of the seniors of the lady tiger softball team. Uh, again, you can, see the uh, entire interview on the Roar Rundown on YouTube. Uh, Caroline, let's talk a little bit about your involvement at Washita, a freshman here from here in Arkadelphia, familiar with the campus, family has been on campus since uh, all of your life, um, but uh, you come now as a freshman, uh, some of the things you're involved in, obviously, let's talk, a, we can focus on our our little niche of the world, the Washita Sports Digital Network, and yes. some of the things that you've been able to uh, do your freshman year and some, uh, that will help you as you pursue the career opportunities opportunities that you look at now? Yes, the Washington Sports Digital Network has really provided hands-on, true, real experience. And that's something that I was not expecting to get as a freshman at all. I've done lots of on-camera work. I've run cameras for live streams. I've edited footage. I have helped direct and because we go to a school like Washita that really puts emphasis on their students and making sure their students get the most out of their education, I've had those opportunities. Through the Roar Rundown specifically, I've had interviews with athletes that were live. I've been in the middle of a highway, thanks to you, <laughs> um, <laughs> reporting about the Battle of the Ravine. And these opportunities would not have happened had I not come to Washita because Washita is one of those schools that actually prides themselves in making sure that their students get hands-on true experience despite whether they're a freshman or whether they're a senior. Class and experiential learning are all part of our department, but there are also many other ways to get involved at Washita. And we mentioned it at the outset of the interview. Again, we're visiting with Caroline Derby. Uh, you now, after the last couple of months, hold the crown of Miss OBU. And so, wow. um, yeah, is it, has it gotten used? Has it gotten weird hearing people say that yet? It, it has. Miss OVU was a dream of mine. I first watched Miss OVU when I was about six years old, I believe. And I've always known that I was going to be a Washtenaw Tiger from the moment I was born. And so seeing Miss OVU crowned at such a young age, that was something I wanted to look forward to and something that I was interested in doing. And ultimately, Miss OVU gets to represent one of my favorite places on earth, Washtenaw Baptist University. And to be a representative of the place that has truly shaped me into the Carolina that I am today has been one of the most incredible experiences of my life so far, and also just very humbling at the same time. This OBU serves every Washingtonian, past, present, and future. And so having this job and being able to represent a school that has shaped me into the person I am today is absolutely incredible. 
We record this in the middle of the uh, COVID-19 uh, uh, pandemic. This is a time that uh, I, I have three children. I have a 15-year-old, 13-year-old, and 8-year-old. And I tell them, I said, this is one of those times that you will never, ever forget. <laughs> I don't think the 8-year-old realizes it, really. I mean, yeah, this is kind of different. But I don't think uh, the grand scheme of, of the big picture, I don't think he has an idea. But as we record this, we're both in the same town. But obviously, because of the situation, <laughs> we're recording this over the phone. So you might Absolutely. as well be in New York City. Uh, but with that... <laughs> Many things in life have been, most everything in life has been altered. Uh, and one of those aspects uh, uh, is Miss Arkansas. And so could you kind of tell us uh, uh, what they're telling you, what kind of plans? The, I know that uh, they had position drawings the last couple of weeks and everybody's yes. preparing for the summer, but now everything's on hold. So just kind of give us an, a, a, an idea of where, uh, where that sits right now. Right. So Miss Arkansas is typically planned for the second week of June and you college girls get out of school about a month before that and they have a whole month of no school to prepare and to get ready for Miss Arkansas. However, with COVID-19, we get an extra month or maybe an extra two months. No right. one really knows at the moment. Uh, the contingency dates right now are either July 5th through the 11th or August 4th through the 8th. And so the girls and I, we are really, you know, don't know what's going to happen, but we have full faith in the Miss Arkansas scholarship competition that they're putting our needs first and our needs ahead of everything else and making sure that we feel comfortable enough to compete in July or August and making sure that our safety is priority. That's one of the big things. And, you know, people, um, are trying to figure out what's next. You know, I don't think really anybody anybody knows. We're at the mercy of right. uh, of something that's out of our control that involves Miss Arkansas. It involves uh, going back to campus in the fall, all the activities and sporting events that come with that. Uh, but it is a very it is a very unique time, and uh, uh, you know, one that. Uh, Obviously, nobody will ever uh, will ever forget, particularly the seniors. Uh, and we do thank you for uh, taking the time out to interview those uh, young ladies. And thank you for taking the time out to uh, join us today. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Thanks to Caroline Derby for visiting with us. And you again, you can check out her entire interview with the seniors, uh, some of the seniors of the 2020 Washington Tigers softball team on the Roar Rundown YouTube channel. That was Caroline Derby with Hannah Stewart and Faith Melton, two of the four seniors on the 2020 Washita Tigers softball team. Faith is a senior pitcher and first baseman from Maumelle, Arkansas. Hannah is a senior pitcher from Cisco, Texas. The other two seniors on the Washita Tigers softball team in 2020, Macy Wilson, a senior outfielder from Rockwall, Texas, and Kirsten Shaw, a senior infielder from Flower Mound, Texas. Again, best wishes to those four young ladies. Next week, we will have an uh, interview with Matthew Branch. We'll talk about that here in a minute as he will talk to the baseball seniors of 2020. Our next interview is Josh Salem as he visits with Washita Athletic Director David Sharp. There are lots of changes, lots of abrupt changes that all of college athletics had to deal with. Around the 13th of March, uh, it, kind of a trickle-down effect. You'll hear Coach Sharp talk about that. You'll talk, hear him talk about some of the uh, behind-the-scenes things that uh, athletic administrators and university administrators had to think about, some of the things they're all having to consider with the NCAA, talking about additional eligibility, additional years of eligibility for spring sports students. And then also they'll talk about what comes next in a, in a world where there, as Josh uh, talks to Coach Sharp about, there are more unknowns than knowns right now. What comes next and when does that come? Uh, those are all question marks, but uh, uh, Josh has a 
good interview with Coach Sharp. We do thank Coach Sharp for spending uh, a good amount of time. It's about a 15, 20-minute interview and lots of insight into the, the thinkings and, and, and what was going on when, when seasons were suspended and canceled and, and lots of unknowns. But our thanks to David Sharp for spending his time with Josh Salem. And we have that interview for you now here on Talking with Tigers. Today I'm joined by uh, David Sharp, the athletic director at Washtenaw Baptist University. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, Josh, thank you for uh, giving me a call and uh, good to see your face. And uh, I'm just uh, thankful that uh, we're able to do this this way. And uh, I know you've been engaged with your classes, so uh, thanks again. Yes, sir, absolutely. Well, let's start with the basics first. Uh, what has the NCAA said about D2 sports and other divisions with regard to COVID-19? Well, um, you know, you know, Josh, as you, as you well know, I mean, we, I've been using this, uh, this example is we, we went from, we went from driving 75 miles to zero in, in a day or right. overnight or instantly, you know, we're, we're moving along. We're in spring sports. We're in off season. We're in spring practice. We're in all of these things. And, and of course the NCAA puts out, you know, they, they, um, shut everything down from championship standpoint. And then of course the conference, our, our conference presidents shut us down. But as far as, you know, they, they have, have been communicating with us very well, the division two administrative committee, and they, um, they, they've kept us well informed. There's a question answered document that that's there that's updated each week. And, um, you know, they, there's so many things that, that, people don't realize when it comes to dealing with student athletes and, you know, more than sports. And so, you know, how do you continue to, can, can we talk to them? Can we recruit? Recruiting's a big thing. Dead period's a big thing. Camps and clinics, you know, much less what's going to happen in the next three months. But um, uh, they've kept us very informed. But I think at this point, what, what everybody's expecting is that, you know, the biggest things are is we're in a dead period right now. Mm-hmm. Our coaches, a dead, dead period. When you, when you say dead period in, in Division One or Two uh, NCAA, that means you can have no on-person, no off-campus, in-person, off-campus, on-campus, no in-person contact. Period. And uh, now that doesn't mean you can't talk to them. Doesn't mean you can't do what you and I are doing here. Zoom. I mean, you can Zoom. You can Facetime. You can text. You can tweet. You can do all of the social media stuff. But there's no in-person. Uh, on campus or off campus contact, and so and that's they had extended that first through April fifteenth, four weeks ago, uh, but then since in the last week it's been extended through May thirty first. So that's that's the first thing. Uh, the second thing is they, um, uh, you know, you were you were right in the middle of getting ready for a signing period, a late signing period for for Division One. Division Two had done something a little different this year. Is the the signing period for all sports with the exception of football. Football had their signing date, as you know, uh, the second or the first Wednesday in, in February. The uh, rest of the sports, they had a uh, signing date the second week in November, the second Wednesday in November. And, and that extends, used to, you had an early period and you had a late period in April that, that would extend through uh, August 1st. Now, once you start that signing in, in uh, November, those sports, all those other sports we have, they can sign all the way through uh, August. But what happened there is they, they, 
on March the 13th, you, you could not extend NLIs and you could not uh, extend even a grant and aid. A grant and aid from an institution doesn't have an NLI attached to it, but you could offer athletic aid, but you couldn't even do that. So that's all been uh, put on hold. However, this, we, we have been given, uh, you know, the information that April the 15th, which is, which is this coming Wednesday, we can resume signing NLIs and um, grant aids. And so uh, our coaches are, are getting names to us of people they've been recruiting, even though they're, they're, they're having to virtually recruit them. Uh, they're, 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 so we'll be signing some people and uh, it's, it's business as usual. Well, it's not business as usual, but it's business. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, can you take us back uh, to your thoughts the first time you heard that there was a real chance this thing was actually going to happen, that the spring sports were going to be canceled or that it might be changed. Just, just uh, take us back. Yeah. What yeah. You yeah. Josh, I, I can, I can, I can remember it very, very well. And, and of course we've all been watching this and we've been hearing about it for, for many weeks, but um, I, I, uh, I, I'm sitting there, you know, in my chair at home and I'm, I'm watching, television at night and most of the time it's going to be sports related and I'm watching and, and I see the note come from ESPN where the the Thunder Jazz game is is canceled because of the two NBA players that are sick and um and I I knew well I had a bad feeling then I said man this you know they canceled that game and then then of course at that time if you remember the NCAA had said that they were going to play you know, they're the March Madness in front of uh, basically almost nobody with except just the essential people, maybe maybe a few six family members and your your referees and your your staff members and all of that. You know, and then the next the next day on that Thursday, you know, the NBA, they cancel their you know, they, they basically, you know, suspend their season. They didn't cancel it at that point, but they suspend their season. And then, then it was a domino effect, and and I knew, I knew then. I said, "Man, this this is not going to be good for us." You know, the Southeast Conference went ahead and what canceled all their spring sports and spring championships. And I'm, you know, we're sitting here in a Division Two conference, um, and I'm saying, "Man, this is this is not good." So then our presidents, you know, get on the phone. I think on that Friday, and, and we weren't sure what was going to happen. We weren't sure if we were going to play that weekend. Of course, you're, you're a student athlete. You knew, and you, you were right in the middle of this, Josh. And we weren't sure if we were going to be able to finish that weekend or whatever. And then, of course, long story short, we came back. And, I mean, and, and then like I've used the last few days, we went from, we went from driving the speed limit to, to completely stopped immediately. And there wasn't any slowing down. There wasn't any maneuvering. And, so it, it was a it was a tough time for me, man. My my heart um, went out to to um, our coaches. You know, I know what they pour into this. I know what they do, but but my heart also, especially, went out to you all as student athletes, and and what you do and the passion that you have to play the game that you love, practice the game you love, and uh, and it still stings. It still stings. But we are are all trying to make the adjustments and moving forward with this. Yes, sir. And 
There's lots of question marks, and, and one of those has been the extension of eligibility of student athletes in spring sports, particularly thinking about the seniors who didn't get to play their, their senior seasons uh, because they're in spring sports and that was canceled. On the surface, it seems like a great decision, but what are some of the aspects of that decision that athletic administrators and university administrators have to think of that may not cross the minds of the general public? Yeah, yeah that's great. It's a great question, Josh. And, and you know that um, if, if you watch, and I know you do, if you watch, like I saw yesterday where Wisconsin, you know, Wisconsin made the statement that they're not going to, not going to have any of those seniors back. None. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's pretty harsh. It is. Um, but I think it's a financial thing there. Uh, we're, we're a little more fortunate here. It's not that we, it's not that we're, you know, financially just bubbling away, but, but with these, with these sports they're number one, we don't have a lot of the students that were seniors uh, that, that are wanting to do this, but there are some, but, um, base, basically what can happen here is if, if, a, if a student is in their last year of eligibility, and even if they're in their last semester of eligibility, and Josh, as you know, you, you, could, you could deal with this, uh, you only get 10 semesters to play your four years of competition. So if a, if a senior was in his 10th year or 10th semester of, of uh, academic, his academic rigor, He's in his last semester. He's competing in baseball. You would say, okay, he's done. Well, normally to go beyond that, you have to get a waiver. We don't even have to apply a waiver. That student can now come back either fall or spring. Of course, it's a spring sport. They could even lay out in the fall, come in the spring and play that and get the year back, no questions asked. Self-applied by the institution uh, so they, they can do that. Now, it's up to the coach. It's up to the institution as to where the aid is. And that, that's where a lot of the things – that a lot of the casual eye, the casual observer doesn't see. They don't see all of the, the hoops and all of the, uh, the things that we have to go through in order for that to make happen. Right. So much behind the scenes goes on to make that happen, especially mm-hmm. now with all the changes that are going underway. Uh, you, you've got a lot of change coming. And, and so some seniors yeah. may come back. Some seniors may not choose to come back. But at the same time, COVID-19 not only impacted those spring sports that lost those seniors, but also sports that normally spend this time preparing for the off season, preparing they're in the off season, preparing for next season. How well, have your coaches adapted to this with players being off campus and whether it be with regards to academics uh, or all off season workouts? Well, you know, you know, Josh, it's, um, and again, I, I know, I know myself personally on that, on that Friday, you know, when I, when I came down and basically, you know, told you all that, you know, we were done or Thursday or whatever day that was. And it, it took me four or five days, me personally, just to halfway wrap my arms around and my mind around what we're dealing with here. And um, so you can imagine how it was for, for my coaches and, and, and like a coach, your coach, I mean, a coach that's in the middle of the season, a coach that's 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 seeing you you're 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 seeing you're starting to see this rise and how you're playing and you're playing you're good and by the way I was I was down and your coaches were working on the field today and I feel I know you've seen the picture but that field looks just awesome for you it's a beautiful day here it's great baseball but but anyway but but back to that I mean I, I think it took our coaches for lack of a better term I think we were all in a little bit of shock mm-hmm. and 
but I think we came to grasp with it quickly. And, you know, uh, I, I got our coaches together that Monday. Our president came and said a few words. And Dr. Cluck had a lot of information about COVID-19 that he, that he shared. us. And this has been almost four weeks ago. Of course, we know a lot more now. But um, I think it was comforting. We, we socially distanced even at that time. Uh, in, in a school in the, a room in the school of business, the second floor of, of Hickenbotham Hall is a room for 50. We spread out in that classroom and, and, uh, and our coaches began to deal with it. And, and of course, we're waiting on some direction, not only from our presidents in, in Great American Conference, but uh, from the NCAA Division II. And so we're, we're, having to, we're having to kind of wait on that a little bit, but our, our players are gone. We're trying to deal with it internally. Our facility is going to be open. Are those that are close here, can they, can they lift weights? Can they, can they go and all of this? And so, um, in long, long story short, I think with the direction that we've been given from our conference office and our presidents and the NCAA, our coaches have adapted. You know, our coaches can have an hour of countable athletic-related activities via Zoom. I mean, they, they can talk to you, you know, and I'm sure you've had some Zoom meetings with coach, you know, academically, maybe a team meeting, just to update you on whatever, see how you're doing academically. But, but they can actually also work with, with their teams an hour, up to an hour a day. Uh, you know, if, if, if you wanted to video yourself hitting or they want to watch you work out or something like that, that's fine. And, uh, or talk strategy or, you know, or talk, you know, workout, whatever. So that's, that's been a way to engage, and I think that's so important for our coaches to, to not only to to keep that structure. You know, you, you know, not only coaches need that structure, but also you all as student athletes, you're used to that structure. You're used to class, practice, study, uh, the rest of your life. Okay, and these student athletes, you as student athletes, you need that, and so I think that's given them you know, that time of, of, you know, looking forward to that each day and being able to look at each other and say, Hey, how you, how you doing, Josh? And, and, and instead of, you know, how you doing, Josh, you know, that that's good. But to me, this is even better. And uh, so I think our coaches have grasped that and um, are working towards that. Of course, um, to each, to each, everybody's different, but it, it's just what it is. And that's, that's what we're doing. And of course, our coaches are also recruiting. You all are also going to class. And, and so it's, um, it's a mix there. But I think, I think it's important for the engagement between the students, um, the, the players, and the coaches. And I, and I think our coaches, probably not likingly, but they have adjusted to this for the time being because it's what it is. And uh, they, they can't get out there and see you. They can't get out and see recruits. And so they have to adapt. And, uh, you know, if you're ever a coach, if you ever become a coach or even in life, you know, everything doesn't always smooth. You, you, you have to roll with the changes. You have to be able to adjust and move on and make changes and move on. And I think that's what our coaches are doing here in this game plan. The, the, you know, the thing is they don't teach us in any coaching theory classes anywhere of what we're dealing with here. They're having to deal with life. And, but, but at the same time, think the good lord gives us wisdom to deal with this and and uh you know the discernment and the demeanor to be able to handle this
Yes, sir. It, it doesn't happen every day where world pandemic just comes up on the radar yeah. and you have to. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I, I would have I thought a lot of other things would have happened in our country. Perhaps, you know, another terrorism act or another, you know, something like this. I would never have had, I would never not, uh, a pandemic was not on my, my personal right. thinking would, would happen. Yeah, you never think that this is going to happen. It doesn't feel real. I've, I've said it all uh, quarantine that it feels like it's just a movie uh, and, and that we're just a part of it and it just doesn't seem real. So. It does seem surreal at times, Josh. It really does. I do the same thing. I wake up every day and, of course, there's a lot of things that I do that are still the same. I, 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 I you know, I'm, I'm in this suite of my office and, you know, there's not a lot of people in here, period. So, I mean, that's not unusual for me. I've been up here every day, just about, if, if not all of them, most all of them. And um, so, you know, I drive home, I, I drive and get a cup of coffee. I'm a little more careful about that when I walk in a convenience store to get a cup of coffee or get, get something somewhere. But I, the other night we went out and had some dinner with some friends. Uh, literally, we, we went and picked food up and took it to their house, sat on their porch you know, 10 feet apart from everybody. And because I wanted to, you know, it's one thing for me to see you like this, but man, I'd love for you to be sitting in the chair right over here. You and I having this conversation because there's a little more to that than that. I, I want to see people. I want to, you know, and there's some people on campus I've been able to do that with Dr. Cluck. You know, I, I don't feel like I'm exposing him. He and I have worked very closely on a lot of things so I can see him a lot, but a lot of my coaches, I don't, I, I haven't seen in person. It's just, it's been like this. So, but uh, they're adjusting, and, uh, and I told them the other day, I'm praying for them every day. I'm praying for their teams. I'm praying for our leadership. I'm praying for our world. I'm praying for our country, uh, you know, our governors, everybody. Um, and prayer will, will get us through this. Yes, sir. So the last question I have for you, there are more unknowns right now, it seems, than there are knowns when we think about the future with regards to COVID-19. But when we get to the point of, getting that all clear eventually uh what what are some of the contingency plans that administrators have to think of with uh not having any idea when things might get back yeah. to the regular schedule uh, that's, a, that's a great it's a great question josh um you know it's it's interesting uh we had a as you know there's been some high profile coaches out there that have it's, they haven't said bad things but but one of them said, hey, I think we're going to be back May 1st, you know, in a, in a state east or uh, west of us and north of you. <laughs> and uh, he, you know, he and there's been and, and I'm, I'm all for positive. OK, I, I, I am. Um, you know, I'm I'm anxious a little bit, but I'm also positive in a, in a sense that I'm hoping that we can get back to somewhat normalcy and we can resume our schedules you know academically and athletically now saying all of that josh there's there's been a lot of speculation out there there's been a lot of prognosticators out there that are not necessarily associated with the ncaa uh, but they're in the media or wherever and so yeah yesterday and i don't mind telling you this yesterday we got a we got a um a memo from the NCAA from the chief medical officer that there would be something out today about the resumption of practices and 
and competition, you know, for, for fall sports especially, but then obviously into the year. Um, and basically all that document said today that we got is that they're, they've got a, they're going to put a committee of all three divisions and, and some football oversight people and some fall sports and the chief medical officer and just study, you know, what's, what's going to be the best path back to bringing student athletes to campus for practice, much less competition. Okay. You know, bringing students back to campus period. And, and I don't, I don't see anything happening with get the cart before the horse, you know, until they bring students back, I don't think any athletes are coming back. Okay. That's just my personal opinion, but it would be, uh, so, so there's, there's a lot of talk going on right now. And I think, um, and when I say a lot of talk, there's going to be some planning over the next couple of weeks, uh, some contingency planning. Uh, we have, there, there's a lot of people out there talking in, in division two and in division one, there's, you know, there's all kinds of ideas, you know, how, how, you know, uh, delayed start to seasons, you know, condensed seasons, you know, instead of, you know, instead of 56 softball games, maybe 50 softball games, instead of 50 baseball games, maybe 45 baseball games, maybe a week less. Instead of 11 football games, maybe 10. Instead of 28 basketball games, maybe 24. You know, there's a lot of talk about that and um, nothing concrete, nothing concrete. And of course, what I've been saying to myself, Josh, and and then they also been talking to my my staff uh, you know today is today is april 10th correct yes sir i mean it's april 10th and you know to to say that something's going to happen on august 1st or september 1st i, I think we're all it's hard to say where we're going to be we don't know where all of this is going to be it, it could be 10 times worse but then again it could be 10 times better and so I think what I've been saying is let, let's wait till May 1st and let's see where we are. Let's see where, where we are with the pandemic. Let's see where the curve is. Let's see where the projections are. And then you might can start talking about how we're going to bring this back. And as quickly as we stopped, Josh, and you, and you know this, as quickly as you, we pulled you guys off the field, I mean, immediately, I don't think we can put you right back on the field. Okay, I, and I've been using this analogy. We went from 120 to zero overnight. Well, I think we're, we have to come back. We got to go through a school zone. We got to go 15 miles per hour for a while, and then we get up to 35, and then we might can start. We got to see how this is going to happen because the minute you bring a bunch of students back or student athletes, and you have another little outbreak, then it's all for naught. So that, those are all the unknowns. But that, and I'm saying a lot of things there, but I. But I will say that I think everybody is studying it. There's groups together. They're trying to figure this out. But I do think that they're all watching also and projecting. And that's all we can do. Yes, sir. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and taking the time out of your day to let us know about COVID-19 and uh, the NCAA. Uh, and, and just with uh, all that you know on that, thank you for sharing that with us today. You bet, Josh. Thanks for asking me. And uh, feel free to call me back. Thanks, Josh, and thanks, Coach Sharp. Uh, just fascinating to think that on 
March 10th, March 11th, teams are practicing on their fields. Uh, as Coach Sharp mentioned, the uh, the suspension of and the uh, well, the cancellation of the the Wednesday night game between the Jazz and the Thunder, and then the subsequent uh, suspension and then cancellation of the season. Um, you heard Coach Sharp say that he just kind of knew that it was uh, a matter of time and everything would trickle down, and that's indeed what happened. What a um, what a unique time in uh, the life of college athletics and we do thank coach sharp for spending that time explaining some of the ins and outs to josh salem it definitely will be interesting to see what happens depending on how long uh, uh the uh, the coronavirus sticks around and how how uh long life is not as normal as uh, we are used to it being Again, thanks to Josh Salem and David Sharp. Our next episode, uh, I will have an interview with Bates Yoakum, a member of the Ouachita Sports Digital Network. Bates is a communications major from communications and media major from Fayetteville, Arkansas. Not, not only is he involved in our OSDN work, he's also uh, an employee of the Ouachita Athletic Department. Works with a lot of the uh, sports information duties at Ouachita, and we'll talk to Bates about that. Then Bates will have an interview with Matthew Branch. Matthew is a junior from Whitehall, Arkansas, a member of the OSDN crew. He also did the play-by-play -play for the Tiger baseball team uh, this year and the games that we were able to broadcast before the season ended and also uh, the softball games we were able to uh, bring to you. Matthew is uh, hoping that coronavirus gets out of here pretty soon. He has a summer gig lined up at a college baseball league in Colorado where he will be the play-by-play -play voice of one of the teams out there. So I know Matthew will be ready for the uh, life to get back to normal as it can, and Bates will talk to him next week. Thanks for listening. We we'll hope you'll share this episode with your friends and uh, tune in next week to the next edition of Talking with Tigers. The Washita Sports Digital Network is the student sports media production program of the Rogers Department of Communications at Washita Baptist University. For more information on OSDN, email us at osdn at obu.edu or visit our social media channels on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.